Be sure to check out Sylvie's Love, now on Amazon Prime Video. Set in Harlem in the 1950s, a young woman meets an aspiring saxophonist in her father's record shop, and their love ignites a sweeping romance that transcends the changing times. Watch Sylvie's Love, directed by Eugene Ash, starring Tessa Thompson and Namdi Asamoah, and produced by Moth Board member Gabrielle Glore on Amazon Prime Video. Welcome to All Together Now, Fridays with the Moth. I'm your host this week, Zora Shaw. As a producer of Story Slams and main stage shows, you may have seen me around. I'm the crazy tall one. I'm really happy to be joining you in all your homes for this. I'm also a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of girl. But I am honored that I get to spend some time with you just talking about a story that I loved. This week, we're listening to a story about finding your strength to stay true to yourself and all the love that that demands. Isaiah Owens told this at a main stage show in New York City, where the theme of the night was stories of insight. Here's Isaiah, live at the Moth. Good evening. I am a funeral director. I know grief, and I know how to comfort people. When I was growing up in my hometown in Branchville, South Carolina, we were fed fried chicken, collard greens, cornbread, and funerals. At a funeral, there was a hearse. The hearse brought your body to the church and took you to the cemetery. That same hearse would take you to the hospital if you were sick. So the funeral homes acted as a funeral home and an ambulance service. When you was going to the funeral, they told the bells as the family approached the church. Once inside the church, they fed us that life, no matter how long you live, is just like a vapor. It appears for a moment and then it disappears. And then they fed us that that we are like grass, which groweth up in the morning and flourishes and groweth up. And then in the evening, we are cut down and withered and we fly away. At the age of five years old, I started burying things. After my grandmother, Mama Alice died, I went and I buried a matchstick. I realize now what was happening is I went to my man's funeral and I saw them put her in the ground and they covered her up and they made a nice mound of dirt and they put beautiful flowers on her. So then playing in the yard after the funeral, I went and I dug me a little hole and I put a matchstick in it, covered it up, and I put some flowers on it and that was my first funeral. As I grew up, I continued to be attracted to burying things. I buried everything that died on the farm. I grew up on a cotton farm. So all of the animals, the chickens, or whatever died, I gave them a funeral, which caused me to be rejected by my family, isolated, and I was an outcast and they thought that I was a little funeral nerd. <laughs> However, I had one friend. 
That was Aunt Jeannie. Aunt Jeannie was born in 1882, and she was 68 years old when I was born. So I played funerals, and Aunt Jeannie would play funerals with me. Aunt Jeannie was the first African queen that I know. When we were growing up, Virginia could sit a big pan on top of her head and walk from my mother's house to her house with her hands by her side. The pan would be full of butter beans or whatever it was. She never had to hold it with her hand. And Virginia had a vocabulary like Esther on Sanford and Sons. She made up her words as she went. <laughs> she would call you a fish-eyed fool or she would call you an old hag. But then after she hurt your feelings, she would always call you in the room and give you some candy or some chewing gum or even a nickel. So, and Jeannie and I had this little love affair going on and, and Jeannie attended at least 10 of my little funerals. <laughs> she thought that I was absolutely normal. And, um, I remember one funeral, we had a toy wagon that had torn up. I wanted to dig a grave to do a funeral for it. So I got Aunt Jeannie and we went down in the woods, in the field, and I performed the funeral for the red wagon top. And Aunt Jeannie was the family. She just thought that I was it. And um, I loved her very much. Um, when I was 14, Aunt Jeannie passed away. And I was devastated. Um, now it's time to go to Angenia's funeral. That day was a day that I felt that I had no reason to live. So as we left Angenia's house, they started ringing the bell. And the bell was so bitter and so hard to me. And I just kind of looked out of the window of the car and I cried, the more the bell rang, the more I cried. And I just kept saying to myself, no more Angenia, no more Angenia. However, after the funeral, I picked myself up and five years later, I graduated from American Academy, McAllister Institute of Funeral Service, and I got a diploma in funeral service. And it was, one of the best days of my life because now I, I was on my journey to become the funeral director that I wanted to become and I was just 18 years old when I graduated. However, it being such a wonderful day for me, it was a very sad day because none of my family members came to my graduation. Um, after that, um, I got my license and I buried my first customer. Mr. Rufus Felton in 1971 from the church that I attended. After that, my business mushroomed. Now, Angenia is gone. My sister Maxine has taken Angenia's place. So Maxine and I were like twins and she loved me and I loved her. My family never referred people to me for a funeral. But when Maxine got her job and started teaching school, whenever someone passed away, she would always refer them to me. And Maxine wound up living with me for some years until I got her an apartment. 
However, the vaccine came down with systemic lupus. Um, my mother was here to help take care of Maxine when she was in the hospital. And the last time she was here, she called me aside and said, listen, I know that Maxine is not gonna make it and I want you to do Maxine's funeral. And I was honored that my mother would ask me to do Maxine's funeral because I knew that my family never used my services. Well, Maxine died and we took her home to Branchville for her funeral and her burial. And um, that Saturday night after her viewing and her wake at the, my funeral home, um, my brother Anthony and Lynn and myself, I was locking up the funeral home and Anthony said to me, we can't leave Maxine here tonight by herself. And my brother Lynn and I agreed. So we went and got in the funeral home on the floor by Maxine's open casket and we stayed the night with her. The next day, Maxine's 35th birthday was her funeral. And on my way to the church, all of a sudden I heard, bang! <laughs> that was the church bells. And the bell that they sounded when Eugenia died was so harsh and terrible. But this time I listened to the bell and the bell went from being such a harsh sound to, be, to being a very sweet hum at the end of the sound. When I realized that this is a family reunion, I was hugging my mother, my father, my brother Anthony, Miss Jane, and Genius daughter-in-law, Cousin Lizzie, Miss Harborell, my high school principal, Mr. Joseph Jackson, Sister Ophelia Utsa, the wife of the pastor that baptized me and Maxine. My battery was charged up and there was love. At the end of the day, I realized that I had been comforting all of these people for all of these years. And now not only my family, but the community has come to comfort me. At the end of the day, I realized then that there was love and that the spirits of those people who are gone on before, along with the spirits of the people that are alive, makes me strong and it restores my soul and it restores us. That was Isaiah Owens. Isaiah Owens is the funeral director of Owens Funeral Home in Harlem. Last year in 2019, he celebrated his 50th year in business. He was also the subject of the critically acclaimed film by Christine Turner, Homegoings. You can find it in the extras for this episode on our website, themoth.org extras. There's so much that I love about Isaiah's story. First of all, let's talk about how Isaiah's been prepping to be a funeral director his whole life. He figured out what it was and he was like, that's gonna be me. And then he stuck to it. And I respect that. 
But on a more serious note, what's so wonderful about this story is how it's steeped with his love. His love for Aunt Genia, who never made him feel like anything other than normal. His love for his sister, who came back into his life. The love for his community, and yes, even the love for his brother, who attempted to beat the funeral out of him. He speaks of all of them with playful adoration. My community feels so far away right now, but Isaiah's story reminds me how important it is to wrap yourself in the love and comfort of your family, chosen or otherwise. If Isaiah's story inspired you, here are a few questions to get you thinking about stories of your own. Who in your life has given you strength? When was the last time you had an unexpected reunion? Who was it with, and what did it feel like? You can also find these prompts in the extras for this episode on our website, themoth.org extras. That's all for this week. Remember, you can pitch us your own story at our pitch line right on our website. And if you're looking for more moth, you can check us out on Instagram at mothstories and at the moth on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, from all of us here at The Moth, have a story-worthy week. Zora Shaw is an assistant producer for the Moth Story Slam and Main Stages. She's previously worked as a bookseller in various independent bookstores around New York City. It's where she first got the chance to witness the universal power of stories. A native New Yorker through and through, her favorite stories still come from the streets of her home, even from those who are too scared to take the stage. Podcast production by Julia Purcell. The Moth Podcast is presented by PRX, the public radio exchange helping make public radio more public at purex.org. Moth Story Slams are back. Held on Mondays beginning in February, join us for our weekly open mic story slam competition. February's theme is Love Hurts. Throw your name in the hat for a chance to tell your story or just come to listen to stories of a total eclipse of the heart, kicked to the curb by the people or places or things you love or used to love. Visit themoth.org slash events to buy tickets now. That's themoth.org slash events.